Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. And we are back. Welcome once again, everybody, back here to Business Story of the Week. I am your host, Joshua, and you know how it is. Every day, we unravel stories of perseverance, success, you know, uncover stories of business, entrepreneurship, anything that will inspire and motivate you on your journey today. And today, we have another leader of the industry, a big titan, an an internationally renowned coach. Mike Lipkin is a coach, author, and speaker. He is the president of Environics, a global research and motivation company known as the potentiator, right? Mike specializes in creating breakthrough breakthroughs by helping people play at their best. With a career that began in Johannesburg and included key roles at Colgate, Palmolive, uh, he's published multiple best-selling books and transformed organizations worldwide. Today, he has a book coming out called, what is it called? You Belong Here. Fantastic. And like everybody listening here right now, you guys belong here. Mike, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. How are you today? And we need to get right into that book. But first, how are you? How's your day? Yeah, Josh, uh, my day's fantastic. All the better for talking to you. By the way, uh, it is... uh, Right now, it's uh, two degrees centigrade here in uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. which is still considered to be mild for this time of the year. So that's why I'm dressed with my typical uh, Canadian plague. Uh, but I'm originally uh, from Johannesburg, South Africa, as you uh-huh. indicated. I've been in Canada now for uh, mm-hmm. 23 years. This is a mm-hmm. pretty amazing country to immigrate to. Toronto's an amazing city. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just very happy to... Uh, be in great health and to be on your fantastic podcast. Mike, I'm really excited because I, I watched your video on You Belong Here. I watched it um, on your site and you had so many gems in there. Um, before we start sharing that to our audiences and our listeners, um, I would like to ask you first, I always like to start with this question. Where did this begin? Where did the potentiator begin? Where is the start of journey? Your journey from brand manager to international potentiator. Uh, could you share what initially drew you to the world of motivation and personal development? Yeah. Did anything happen in your life? Yeah. Well, look, that's the, that's the question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's the central theme of my life. So uh, mm-hmm. interesting, fascinating biography that I have, Josh, and that is uh, born and raised in South Africa, <clears throat> went to university in Johannesburg, as you indicated, started off at Colgate, then migrated to a number of big advertising agencies. Mm -hmm. By the age of 30, I was already incredibly successful, a millionaire, uh, someone Mm -hmm. who had achieved a phenomenal success, was already a big brand name in advertising. And then at the age of 30, Josh, I made a couple business decisions that didn't go the way I wanted to. And uh, a business failed, I got myself into debt, and I lost my self-confidence. And it was the first time I'd ever failed significantly at something. And so 
I lost my confidence and I didn't get it back. And so Mm -hmm. the more uh, I blamed myself for having made such a stupid decision, uh, the worse my emotional frame became. And so uh, eventually I became clinically depressed. I was uh, hospitalized. uh, And I actually, uh, at the age of 31, was subjected to electroconvulsive therapy to restore my well-being because the way shock therapy works is it interrupts Mm -hmm. a negative thought pattern and it gets Mm -hmm. the brain back to Mm -hmm. functioning uh, in an adequate manner. So that happened Mm -hmm. to me over 25 years ago. And when I came out of depression, first of all, I wanted to understand what had happened to me because I was the one individual that was least likely to get depressed and most likely to succeed. And what I discovered is that very often people who do well are type A, so they're very driven. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people who do well are narcissistic. So in other words, mm-hmm. they they look at themselves and they see someone who they admire and expect everybody else to admire, but mm-hmm. they also don't have a lot of flexibility. They don't have a lot of adaptability. And when right. something goes wrong, they tend to internalize it and then they can go into a nosedive, which is what happened to right. me. So anyway, so when I came out of it, I've studied Uh motivation now, I've studied resilience, I've studied generosity, I've studied what it means to be someone that other people want to work with. And most importantly, Josh, I've studied what it means to be a resource for others, someone who is there to lift others up, someone's there, someone who's there to expand others' potential, and most importantly, someone who others go to when they need help most. So now in my role as a motivator and consultant and coach and guide, I'm working with some of the best people and some of the best companies in the world because Mm -hmm. they see me as their individual in the corner. So when they go into battle, when they are uh, confronting multiple challenges, they turn to me, not because I'm so smart, but because I ask them the right questions I put them in the right state. I Mm -hmm. give them the right kind of confidence. I Mm -hmm. expand their capacity to solve problems. And so over the last uh, 23 years, I've built an incredible practice here in Toronto, Canada. We now have a business that's doing uh, over $3 million a year, uh, working, as I said, with some of the best companies and people Mm -hmm. on the planet. And every day, Josh, I wake up and I focus on one thing, and that is how do I help the best become wow. even better? And wow. why that is such an important focus for me is mm-hmm. that whether mm-hmm. I wake up in a good mood or a bad mood is irrelevant. Because right. the moment the call starts, like this call now, mm-hmm. I've got to bring the heat. I've got to bring my A game. Right. I've got to exceed other people's expectations for one very important reason, Josh, and that is this. Every conversation is an entire relationship in miniature. So this conversation, A, it never happens again. B, you and I have just met each other. And C, I am incredibly grateful to you for putting me on your podcast and enabling me to reach thousands of people who Mm -hmm. otherwise wouldn't have a clue who Mike Lipkin is and would Mm -hmm. not even know that I exist. So does Mm -hmm. that make sense, Mm -hmm. Josh? Absolutely, it does. Mike, um, of course, thank you as well for gracing us with your presence. Like you said, um, people wouldn't have otherwise known the message that you're putting out there. And I love that you yeah. said that you met this or you this came into your life, this kind of perseverance that you're or this 
you're like improving people, getting better, be the best version of themselves. But it also feels like it has to start with you. It started with you. And now you're sharing it that right now. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about environics, which, which, is, which is what you do. Um, and you, I believe you do some, what you call like a social values research. Uh, and you integrate that into your books and your programs. And how does, has, how does, how does enhance your approach to coaching and creating breakthroughs? And what does social values research revolve around this? Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, great question. So um, I was extremely lucky, but then luck favors the brave, right? So when right. I decided to immigrate from South Africa to Canada, I had mm -hmm. a choice, Josh, and uh, the choice was either to try and start my own business immediately because I knew mm -hmm. I was never going to work for anybody else again. I've done that. Uh, mm -hmm. So I could either start my own business or I could join forces with an existing well-known brand. And so I right. joined forces with a company that was already in existence called the Environics Research Group. And what the Environics Research Group does is they engage in, as you've indicated, uh, social values research. And what mm -hmm. social values research is, is it's research into the values and the principles that drives people's decisions and behaviors. So right. every year for the past, it's now approaching 35 years, Environics has surveyed thousands of consumers in the United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. And we track these values. These are the forces that determine your opinions and your decisions at the deepest wow. level. And then what we do is we track those forces that are the hallmarks of those people who are thriving on change. And then uh -huh. we track those forces that are uh, keeping people back or relegating them into a struggling mindset. So mm -hmm. what I do now is I take those values that are the values of the people thriving on change. And let me give you some of those values. So one of them right. is what we call adaptive navigation, the ability wow. to adapt and navigate one's way through the future. Another one uh -huh. would be uh, courageous creativity. Another one would be um, robust resilience. So uh -huh. I then take all these research values and I turn them into narratives. I turn them into programs. And so mm -hmm. in my book, The Potentiator, the we talk about five values that people who are thriving on change have. So the first one is that they know their game. They, right. they know what it is they have to do. They are masters of their craft. Mm -hmm. I'm a master of communication and motivation. Mm -hmm. The second is they have what's known as robust resilience. And right. what that means, Josh, is resilience means that you can take a licking and keep on ticking, or you can take the blows and keep moving forward. But robust mm -hmm. resilience means you swim towards the wave. You, you run towards the fire. You run towards the bear. The wow. third value is what's known as courageous creativity. So this is a, a deep resourcefulness and the courage to experiment, the courage to do things you've never done before. Yeah, absolutely. The fourth value is what we call champion communication. So that's champion. what we're doing now. It's the determination mm -hmm. to learn how to communicate in such a way that you connect deeply with the people around you. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth value is what we call cultivating close connections. So what that wow. means is this, Josh. You and I have never met each other before. We're literally on opposite uh, ends of the planet. Mm -hmm. You are not part of my inner circle, but now I am part of your outer network and you are part of mine. 
you're introducing me to opportunities. I'm introducing you to opportunities. And together we can achieve things we would never otherwise have achieved. Does that make Fantastic. sense? Fantastic. That makes absolute sense, Mike. That is why you call it the potentiator. Um, uh, yeah, Correct. That was my next question, actually. You you kind of pretty much answered my question, but I wanted to like unravel that a bit. The potentiator. When did you come up with that name? And um, I know that this is like a, a breakthrough. Uh, uh, like you wrote this about the post-pandemic world and the breakthroughs that you made through it. Um, what's I was going to ask what's one key lesson you take from the book, but you already gave us five lessons. But tell us, tell us well, what the no. potentiator and yeah. why the name. Go ahead. Yeah. Great, great question. Uh, and by the way, let's just pause here. Uh, I know we, we're going to have to cut this out, the podcast. For sure. Do you hear my dog barking in the background or not? Um, I do, but it's very, very minimal. I think it, it wouldn't be fine. a problem. Yes. All right. So All right. in fact, you can even leave it on the podcast because... Look, this is the new normal, right? And so usually mm -hmm. what I would have done at the beginning of the pandemic, Josh, is I would have said pause. I would have gone to lock my dogs up. But now this is the new normal. That's right? true. And so that is the true. fact that I've got dogs is just another introduction to my life. And, uh, you know, people walk past and dogs bark and the yep. show goes on, right? So anyway, mm -hmm. to come back to your very good question. So um, have you noticed that um, because of COVID, we have a whole lot more words in the English language. Like prior to COVID, uh, there was no such thing as social distancing. And even the word quarantine meant something completely different. And mm -hmm. we didn't understand what a face mask was. And mm -hmm. we, uh, we uh, uh, didn't uh, understand things like even the word breakthrough meant something different. Now it Absolutely. means that you still get sick even if you've had a vaccine, right? So <laughs> the potentiator is a word that I created out of an existing word, but I made it into a new word. So in right. scientific terms, there's a word called to potentiate, which means to make something stronger or more effective. If you combine yeah. one chemical with another chemical, it mm -hmm. can become stronger and more effective. So I took the verb to potentiate right. and I turned it into a noun, potentiator. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I took a scientific term and I've brought it into the language of motivation. So it's my word. I own it. And it is another demonstration of how I'm thinking differently and adapting to these new times. So that's number one. Number two, mm -hmm. um, you'll, you'll smile at this. So I actually wrote The Potentiator just before COVID hit. Wow. And I was about to put it out. I was about to press the button uh -huh. to go onto the printing press. And then COVID hit and I had to stop everything because, wow. Josh, I was about to launch a book that didn't mention COVID. So the book was ready to go in at the beginning of 2020. I then pressed pause and I had to rewrite the entire book. Oh, wow. To accommodate COVID. So over the next year, I mm. rewrote it to accommodate this new reality. And I mm. then launched it uh, at the end of 2021. So, mm -hmm. um, so, so that's the story of the potentiator. And now this has uh, done incredibly well. It's done almost a hundred thousand copies globally, mm -hmm. both uh, in terms of the hard uh, copy, in terms of the ebook, in terms of the audio book, and even more importantly now, Josh, I've introduced another concept that helps people bring value to the people that they serve. Wow. So I often now get people writing to me, talking to me, saying. 
hey, you may be the potentiator, but so am I. And they're proud of being the potentiator. And by the way, I tell people, do what you want with the potentiator. My job is to create ideas and to create concepts that enable people to do incredibly well wherever they are. Because Uh I know that if people do well as a result of listening to this podcast, the Uh benefits are going to flow back to me, either in terms of uh, material well-being, in terms Mm -hmm. of dividends or in terms of royalties, or just Mm -hmm. in terms of karma. So, you know, the more people we help, Josh, the more allies we build around the world, Mm -hmm. the more they will want to help us achieve. People are... People are programmed to reciprocate, you know, just as Mm -hmm. we need to compete and win. We also need to reciprocate and give back because that's how we build communities. Mike, that is such a beautiful way to put it. And I love how you said that, you know, if you give back, people are designed to reciprocate. I love that. I need to put that down on my notes and remember that. Um, Mike, this is just like a small anecdote because I love how you describe how you had to rewrite everything because then the book isn't irrelevant isn't relevant anymore because the the world has completely changed there's a bit of serendipity there because i had my previous guest with doug howarth and he was talking about the same thing about changing through the pandemic changing through these the pain of the changes that we went through because it was a global event everyone was effective now i wanted to ask a little bit in that um, what was the one thing that you you felt like was the biggest kind of key lesson that, or the difference rather, post-pandemic and pre-pandemic? What was it that they most of us needed to change the most? Yeah, great question. And the answer is exactly what we're doing now. So pre-pandemic, this video conference would have been a big, big deal. Uh, It would have meant that we would have had to contract third parties and there would have been days or hours of preparation. And then there would have been testing because video conferencing was not the norm. It was a Mm -hmm. special event that was uh, contracted out to specialist organizations. So Mm -hmm. the biggest change post, uh, sorry, pre-pandemic to Uh post-pandemic is virtual remote communication. So for me, and you'll smile at this, Josh, because when uh, COVID hit in March 2020, I thought that was the end of my career because for the previous 25 years, every month between eight and 10 times, I would get in front of a live audience somewhere in the world and I'd conduct a keynote or I'd conduct a workshop and then I got paid a fee. And so Mm -hmm. 70 to 80% of my revenue was for live deliveries, and then 20 to 30% was the sale of books. Now, when COVID hit, obviously, I couldn't get in front of people anymore. So I had to learn how to be as effective in front of a webcam as I was in front of people. So you can see now uh, my lighting's good, my camera's sharp. uh, I'm as confident talking to a Mm -hmm. webcam as I am in person. So the biggest single change was learning how to be even more effective virtually than I was in person. Because for 2020, 21, and most of 2022, uh, I would say virtual communication or virtual seminars was 70 to 80% of my work. In 23, the world opened up again and it was 50-50. I think in 24, it's still going to be 50-50 because Mm -hmm. even though the world has opened up, now 
there are economic challenges. There are economic headwinds. A, a number yes. of companies are either struggling or they're preparing for a much tougher future. So net-net, what it means is that we have to be equally effective at virtual yeah. communication as we are at personal communication. Mm -hmm. And the final thing I'll say here, Josh, is that when you do get an in-person meeting, you better yeah. make it a fantastic experience because previously Absolutely. an in-person meeting was no big deal. That's the way you connected. Whereas yes. now, if someone agrees to give you FaceTime and they travel to a place or they actually go to an office to meet you, you better make that meeting so good that they yes. feel they've got a very high return on that time. Absolutely. Mike, that, that shows right now. You're the master of communication, like you said, and you've seamlessly translated that into virtual. And I agree with you. It's so much more important now. It's so much more significant now, post-pandemic. It truly is a new normal. But I love that you reminded me that you, we need to make these count. We need to make these moments count because they are just as important now as if it was a real, you know, in-person communication, a real interaction. Mike, you are evolving as a coach. You're evolving as the potentiator. You're evolving from all these experiences that you've had. Um, now you are about to release your new book. It's almost out or it's out, right? And no, it's out. It's, it's, out. Yeah, it's out. It's called you belong here and i really want to get into this because i i read I, again i watched your videos they were fantastic great gems in there but i'd like the audience to know as well what led you to now coming from the potentiator and to making people belong here of course you know it's pretty important what the you know what the reason of why you should make people belong but how did your experience coming from evolving as a coach to writing the potentiator and to now writing a book that makes people belong yeah so thank you for the question and let me also pay you a compliment josh uh, you do two things very well you segue from one point to another well which shows you've done your homework but number two you show a lot of empathy and curiosity and genuine interest in your thank question you so so, you, you know, I've spoken to a lot of podcast uh, hosts and you right up there, man, right up thank there. Thank you so, so much. That means a uh, lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So look, let me, uh, let me talk about You Belong Here because uh, literally yesterday I saw the copy, but it was delivered to uh, my assistant who lives quite a long way from me. So the books are literally on their way to my house mm -hmm. today and mm -hmm. I will see it for the first time. So You Belong Here says to someone that they should feel safe. And let me give you uh, two metaphors that demonstrate what you belong here means. Number one, we all feel like we are imposters in some way or another. So there are moments, Josh, where I'm in front of a very smart group and I ask myself, what gives me the right as Mike Lipkin to talk to some of the best leaders in the world, how they can become an even better leader? What right do I have to do that? So uh -huh. many of us question ourselves and often the, um, the more successful we are, the more likely we are to feel like we are pretending and someone's going right. to find out we're not that clever. So the first uh -huh. meaning of you belong here is that you've earned the right to be here. 
You wow. should feel confident. You should feel wow. worthy. You deserve to be in a position of success and influence. So don't question mm -hmm. yourself. Celebrate the fact that you're there. So that's what you belong here means, that Josh belongs where he is talking to Mike. Mike belongs where he is talking to Josh. So that's the first illustration. The second mm -hmm. is we're asking people in 2024 more than ever before to be bold to experiment, to do things they've never done before, to take risks they've never taken before. Because mm -hmm. if you're not bold, if you're not creative, if you're not prepared to innovate and experiment with new approaches, you're going to get left behind. And right. yet, at the same time, Josh, people are scared of making a mistake. They're scared of mm -hmm. failing. They're scared mm -hmm. that they're going to try something bold and right. they're going to fail. And then their manager or their leader will not respect them for that and may even fire them. So you belong here says we need to make it safe for people wow. to be incredibly bold. So let wow. me give you this great illustration that everyone please, will get. Please. You know, there's a great Canadian company called Cirque du Soleil. And what they've done is they've combined elements of opera with the circus. So when you go to Cirque du Soleil, you see people doing these most amazing aerial feats these acrobats right. doing things that have never been done before mm -hmm. at, uh, you know, 100 or 200 feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. And Josh, underneath them, there's something called the safety net. So these incredible artists know that if they try something incredibly bold and it mm -hmm. doesn't work, they're going to fall into a safety net and then yes. they'll get up and they'll try it again. So mm -hmm. you belong there is like that safety net. Oh, wow. And here's a very important message that I want everyone in this call to get. And that is safety and risk are not opposites. Mm -hmm. The one mm -hmm. depends on the other. People yeah. own, will only risk if they know they are safe to take a risk. So yes. the kind of safety, Josh, that I'm talking about is not mm -hmm. the psychological safety that allows you to be complacent or mediocre mm -hmm. or not take chances. Yeah. The safety I'm talking about is only relevant if you go out there and mm. try everything. Mm. And if it works, you'll thrive. If it doesn't, yes. well, then you've just learned something that you can use at a later Precisely. point. So Precisely. in You Belong Here, we take people on an incredible journey. And there are five mm. stages to the journey. The first is to learn how to create belonging in a hybrid reality. So what you and right. I are doing is we're creating a belonging together. Because right. of this conversation, Josh, you're, you're in the Philippines, I'm here in Canada, but mm -hmm. we feel like we belong in the same cyberspace. Right? That's what we've done over here. The mm -hmm. second is on a one-on-one -on -one basis to create enriching relationships. So mm -hmm. once I've created a sense of belonging for many people, now I'm going to choose the people that I create deep wow. enriching relationships with. So mm -hmm. if they have a choice, of who to use or who to partner with, they're going to choose me because I've helped create this incredibly rich and rewarding relationship with them. Number three, there will be a moment where I question myself. And that's when you have to learn how to own your power. So mm -hmm. here's a psychological paradox. And it goes like this. The only person you can control is you, but we become the company that we keep which wow. is why we begin with starting on a social level, then we come to the individual level. And by yes. the way, Josh, the one thing I didn't mention 
is that You Belong Here was written with a co-author called Dr. Diane McIntosh, who's one of Canada's leading psychiatrists. So this is a unique book because it brings my point of view and the social values together with a psychiatrist's neuroscience point of view. So Diane brings the latest insights from the world of science and medicine, and I combine it with my motivation and strategic insights. So we talk about the mindset required to grow enriching relationships. Now, the fourth stage is if you're creating belonging and you're growing enriching relationships and you own your power, at some point, Josh, you're going to be brought to the very edge. Life is going to force you to your knees. You're going to find yourself on the brink. So we've got a whole chapter that says you've got to be willing to push yourself to the very edge and learn how to live there and bring yourself back from the edge. And sometimes, by the way, you're going to push yourself too far. So we talk about a great basketball player called Kevin Love, who is a star with the (laughs) Cleveland Cavaliers. And in 2017, he had a panic attack in the middle of a game. And he Mm -hmm. had to run off the court and he ran into the dressing room and he Mm -hmm. curled up in a fetal position because he thought he was dying. Mm -hmm. They rushed Mm -hmm. him to the hospital. And of course, he learned then that he had just experienced a panic attack. Mm -hmm. So now he's in treatment, uh, he's on medication, and he's talking to the world about even if you're an athlete, even if you're a champion, even if you're a superstar, mm-hmm. there are going to be moments where you do have those panic attacks. So you have to prepare for them and you have to know how to deal with them. And in the book, we give 11 ways to deal with a panic attack or when you feel a sense of fear and terror. And then the final stage, Josh, you know, once you've been through the first four is then you've got to look forward and show the way. Wow. You've got to have a plan. So we've got a great phrase in the book that says, the future works best when you plan for it. So while the future is unknown, there are three fundamentals of planning that everyone can apply beginning this second. And Mm -hmm. the first is, you better know why you're doing what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. for me, my why is, I love to get people excited. I love to get people inspired. I love to get them motivated. One, because I like to do it. But two, Josh, I'll be honest with you, it pays really well. So I'm doing well financially, but I'm making a difference to the world. Number two, you better know what you want to achieve. So Mm -hmm. my number one goal in 2024 is to sell 100,000 copies of You Belong Here. Mm -hmm. So everyone can see that, right? 100,000 books in a single year. That's like a stadium full of 100,000 people and everyone is holding one of my books. That's the vision that I have in my mind. And then the third uh, leg after the why and the what is the how. So being on this podcast is part of my strategy to use every available channel to broadcast Mm -hmm. uh, you belong here to the world. And while we're on here, let me just say to all your listeners that if you go to Amazon.com and you just uh, type in you belong here, Uh um, how to make people feel safe to be their best, take bolus and win you can then order the book directly from Amazon right now. Fantastic. Um, Mike, there's a lot of stuff I want to unravel there. But I think most of all, to me, what stands out is like you took these lessons from the potentiator and what you're telling people to, you know, be better and be the best version of themselves. And then you put this, combine this with you belong here, but 
not only telling people to be better or be the best version, but also making, giving them the room and the safety that, hey, it's okay. It's okay to put yourself out there because even if you don't fail, we're here. We're right here. You belong here. You are safe. I love well, that. Yes. And, and thank you. Look, here's, here's something so important. Yesterday's mm -hmm. hero is today's zero. In other wow. words, as good as my book may have been three years ago or two years ago or a year ago, at mm -hmm. some point in time, it goes past its use-by date. So mm -hmm. as someone once said to me, Josh, nothing wilts faster than laurels that have been rested upon. So if you get complacent, if you think you can cruise on past achievements, well, your days are numbered. And certainly your days as a success are numbered. So here's my message to folks. The moment something is produced, the moment this book is published, it starts to become obsolete. And you have to plan the next one. So one of the prizes, one of the sacrifices, one of the investments you need to make if you yes. want to be one of the great ones is you've got to be always in pursuit of the next breakthrough. Right. Sometimes it can be exhausting, Josh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, mm -hmm. anytime you start a new book and you've just got the blank page in front of you and you've got a vague idea of how it's going to work, it's terrifying. And you mm -hmm. think to yourself, Oh God, I don't know how to do this. It's like being at the bottom of Everest and you've got to climb. Now I've never been there, but that's what people have told me. Mm -hmm. But you have to because life is about searching and stretching and growing. However, if you don't find a deep sense of meaning and a deep sense of pleasure in the activity, well, then you're not going to do it because human beings are, are driven away from pain towards pleasure. So one of the things we talk about in You Belong Here, Josh, is that we can reprogram our minds so that something that caused you pain in the past now can be a source of pleasure. So for example, Josh, wow. when I think of my depression 25 years ago, uh, it was an incredibly painful time, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. However, without that clinical depression that lasted just over a year, without that experience, I would not be in the incredible place that I am today. Wow. So now when I think back mm -hmm. about my clinical depression, it's not with a sense of pain, it's mm -hmm. with a sense of pleasure. Mm -hmm. So the potentiator had to become you belong here because the potentiator was written for 2021. The mm -hmm. potentiator is written for 24, 25, maybe the beginning of 26. But I will mm -hmm. tell you, Josh, within the next two to three months, I now need to plan my next assignment. Why? And I'll give you this mm -hmm. point and then we'll go to the next message. It's because... Um, the you of three years' time. So, Josh, yes. I want you to think of the Josh of 2027. The Josh of 2027 is mm -hmm. totally dependent on the Josh of 2024 and what Josh does now. Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. going to have a great year because of you belong here, but I started thinking and writing that book three years ago. Yes. So whatever yeah. we do today is going to pay off in three years' time. And the worst feeling, Josh, this is a red flag. This is a warning to all your listeners is that you don't want to be the Josh of 2027 and look back at the Josh of 2024 and hate the Josh of 2024 because he didn't set the Josh of 2027 up for success. Precisely. Wow. Mm -hmm. It does. Oh, wow. Like, so it really is. 
you're giving people the room to see themselves forward into the future. I love how you said that you need to set yourself up now, your 2027 self. It's a good reminder, Mike. Thank you well, so much for that. Yeah, and Josh, look, here's, here's maybe the most important thing I can say, and maybe this is why you're doing the podcast. But right now, the vast majority of people are living in what I call the red zone. So the yeah, red zone right. is when you see a problem or a threat, you're afraid of the problem or the threat, and then your actions emanate from your fear. So your mm -hmm. actions are not directly related to the problem. They're related to trying to contain or resolve the fear. So mm -hmm. if you're living in the red zone, you're not thinking about the future. You're thinking about day-to-day -day survival. Now, 20% of people are living in the blue zone. The blue zone is when you can see your vision, you have a passion for your vision, and your actions are informed by your passion. So wow. think about the difference in effectiveness, Josh, between someone who's problem or fear-driven and someone who's yeah. vision or passion-driven. So okay. those in the blue zone continue to expand their leadership and their success. Those in the red zone are falling further and further behind. And so the point I make is this. The vast majority of people are not even thinking a week ahead or a month ahead. They're just thinking of getting through the day or making it to the weekend. Yes. So if there's one message I want people to take away from this call, it's to live in what Stephen Covey called quadrant two. Quadrant two is live in the area of important, not urgent. So wow. this podcast is important. It's not urgent. But if you don't live in the quadrant of important, not urgent, you're going to find yourself in the quadrant of important and urgent, and, and that's urgent. called the crisis. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Okay. Because I resonate with that right now, Mike. You know, I, I probably consider myself somewhere probably in the red zone, but you know, uh, again, I'm starting this year with this podcast, which is fantastic. And I'm, I'm getting to meet all these great people, getting wisdom from guys like you. And it's been such a, you know, a, a, a great kind of motivator, a potentiator, so to speak. Like, uh, like, uh, we're nearing the end of this. I do want to keep you at a little longer, but, you know, maybe for another time. Um, I'd like to give you this opportunity to tell us anything else that you would like us to know. Um, where can we connect with you? Where can we find you? And of course, where can we find your book once again? Tell us, Mike. Yeah. Josh, thank you so much for that. So uh, the first is uh, you can find me on MikeLipkin.com, M-I-K-E-L-I-P-K-I-N, MikeLipkin.com. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. I have uh, close to 30,000 followers, so please uh, join me. Uh, mm -hmm. I put posts up uh, every couple of days. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm also on Instagram at Mike Lipkin. Uh, mm -hmm. Importantly for me, uh, mm -hmm. I want you to go to Amazon.com and buy You Belong Here that has just gone on sale now. Um, you can also get the ebook version on Kindle and within two weeks, I will have the audio book out on audible.com. Um, also, uh, as I indicated earlier on in this podcast, at least 50% of my work is live sessions with teams and with great organizations, uh, either virtually or in person. So mm -hmm. you can reach out to me at mikelipkin.com or you can call me at one uh, 416 917 6007. 
That's 1416-917-6007. And, um, and, and you can also email me at mike.lipkin at environics. That's E-N-V-I-R-O-N-I-C-S dot C-A. Dot C-A. Mike, I am I'm honored. I'm very glad to have this message and this wisdom from you. I will connect with you on LinkedIn, of course, and all those other socials. And I invite our audience and our listeners to do the same. I would love a copy of that book as well. I invite our audiences to do the same. Um, it does feel safety, Mike. I do feel much safer now to go out there and you know, try to achieve my dreams and achieve my potential, which is something I've been trying to achieve for most of my life. And I am pretty sure I am not alone in that sense. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else you would like to close this with? Well, well, Josh, look, um, you know, I'm I've probably been on the planet for maybe twice as long as you have, and I know because I I can see into the future as I've demonstrated. You are a rock star and your future is dazzling. So uh, our next meeting will be me bringing you onto my show so that oh. you can talk about your success. Fantastic, Mike. I'm looking forward to that. And I, and I hope the audience as well is looking forward to a much brighter future. Thank you for giving us that potential, Mike. And see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Cheers. All right. So here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.